0: Hello everybody. Welcome to the College Gridiron Show. I'm really glad to be back and A hosting. Very is, glad it, to have you it back It feels studio. good. It feels great. Thanks. Mac Costantini is always here, partnered with me today as B host, but you know, I think that, that he's totally fine with that. I think from now on we're just gonna alternate A and B. It feels Why more not? comfortable and I hope that the listeners enjoy that. Anyway, so this week the things that we're kinda gonna discuss are just going to be the the recap to the past week. You know, there's the big games. Another crazy week, as well as the reactions to the rankings, which we're probably going to focus on more than anything on that. I
1: got a lot to say about the rankings. Then
0: the draft, the Heisman, and we'll touch up a little bit on tomorrow's games. And so we'll start out firstly with the reaction to the past week. What do y'all? What do you think about the? The, the just the big games and 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 how do you think that's gonna shape the landscape for the rest of the season specifically Penn State Ohio State
1: yeah I mean you you got to the to the biggest game right there Penn State Ohio State um, weird game really really weird game the way that Coach James Franklin handled Franklin it at the end. in
0: my eyes threw the game but I'll let you finish and then I'll go on I my mean
1: rant. I personally didn't watch a lot of the game I saw a lot of highlights and I read up on it but from what I understand other than His opening kickoff return for a touchdown, which he took to the house, 97 yards, and then uh, a 36-yard touchdown run. Saquon Barkley was in a box a majority of the game. I mean, he only had 42 total rushing yards, but those two touchdowns. Ohio State's defense just did a very good job overall of shutting down what had been a very explosive Penn State offense. Um, JT Barrett looked back in form. Uh, he, he kind of looks ready to take the next step into the end of the season here and even compete for a Big Ten championship, which right now Ohio State has the inside track on having the a head-to-head win over um, Penn State. Michigan's not looking like they're going to be in
0: it. And being undefeated in the Big Ten as exactly. well. Exactly.
1: So, and you were talking about how this is going to shape the rest of the season for both of these teams. I know know we're going to get to it when we talk to the rankings, but seeing the way that both the AP and the uh, playoff committee rank these teams, it shows that there's a lot of um, just comparison between the two, really.
0: Yeah, for me, this was a a a season-defining game, and what happened was is Franklin showed that you know he maybe isn't as great of a coach as everyone thought because he's
1: winless against top ten, top five teams.
0: Well, the way in which he lost was so disastrous so first things first Ohio State blunders and and Penn State goes up for nothing and then for the rest of the game it's it's nip and tuck Ohio State Penn State scoring alternating um at at, at certain points the Penn State only has an 11 point lead at other points it looks it's it's back to 14 but what is so just kind of damning to to Franklin is 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 the fact that there are seven there are ten minutes left in the game. Ohio State fumbles the ball at the forty yard line of the Penn State forty yard line. So Penn State should go and score. Now, let's say fine, the Ohio State defense ratcheted up and that's fine. But the point is, you know, you have an eleven point lead. You just don't need to screw it up. And and sorry, ten point lead at that point. And what happens is is that they go a three and out, they punt it. Ohio State scores a touchdown. They're down by three, with seven minutes left. With seven minutes left in the game, and Penn State from their own twenty-five yard line just goes three straight, very obvious running plays, as if you're trying to run out the clock with seven minutes left in the game. And against a
1: team like Ohio State, that's just not how you have to. And play Ohio it.
0: State is three touch da- the three timeouts. Ohio you know, Ohio State is three timeouts. You're gonna ru- run s- three obvious running plays.
1: O- I mean, Matt, obvious. The, the Buckeyes are too good of a team. They are too talented to just play prevent defense no, and but that's prevent fine. offense but that's,
0: on. That's fine, but the number one thing, and I, I wouldn't know this, but I actually read this up because I wanted to say this on the pod, is the number one psychological fallacy that sports psychologists tell athletes is the minute you concede the aggression to your opponent when you adjust to your opponent you are basically saying my game plan isn't good enough so i'm going to adjust to what you're doing and find my own l- meaningless and, and pitiful way of scoring you know because you are this almighty opponent and that's what a personally as a sports psychologist i talked to about this to, to just understand um, and, and that's what they did. They, they, they created a game plan, and they executed against Ohio State. Ohio State tried to rebuck And then in the fourth quarter, they not only took the foot off of the gas, but they just completely— They just broke down. They, 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 it wasn't even a broke down of Saquon and, and, and McSorley because they were yelling at the offensive court, and they, they were looking at Franklin. They were, they were B.O.'d. You know? I, I think I can say that. It was It was a shame. And, and far be it from me to root for Penn State, I was rooting for Ohio State for the first time in my entire life because it helps OU Oklahoma in the rankings. But the Which point, it did. Which it did, but the, 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 just, it's such a damning thing that you have seven minutes left, you run three very obvious, if you just look at the structure of the format, clear indicators that you're trying to run the clock and out. And
1: to be fair, three run players with who is the best running back in college football you should be able to get first downs. You should be able to get yardage, yes, which leads to points. But you're running but. from the
0: shotgun. I mean, you're 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 backed up at the twenty-five. You you lose six yards on the first run. At that point, you should be passing.
1: And I don't know why they Ohio weren't passing. State
0: has three touchdowns. They are gonna. They they just need to stop you on one drive. You're already at the twenty-five. You lose six yards. You're on your own nineteen. When you're gonna punt it, Ohio State's gonna get the
1: forty. And they're going to take the lead. It's almost as if Franklin showed that he had no confidence in his his quarterback, which is surprising.
0: No, not even no confidence in his quarterback or in his team, but in himself.
1: It's very surprising that they didn't let McSorley throw the ball when these past few games. He's been putting up crazy numbers, crazy passing numbers. And even this game, they they just didn't really give him a chance. He threw for under 200 yards. Uh, He did have a few touchdowns thrown in there, but... They just didn't let the offense open this game up. Anyway, so not to just
0: continue to just belabor the point, but the point is, is that then Ohio State got so confident after the the That's second what the second stop though of the dr- of that drive, that on the third draw of uh, the third play, Ohio State didn't even call a timeout. They didn't call. What a defensive they, coordinator! Matt, no, 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 Matt, Matt, think about this. They didn't even call a timeout. It was so ballsy. Ohio State said, "We're gonna save this timeout for later because we know we're gonna score on you." They, I mean, they didn't even use the time. All three timeouts. Because they were so confident. They knew they were going to score. See, and Penn State has only a three-point lead. They're now kicking from their own 10-yard line because you ran three ridiculous offensive
1: plays, not even giving Saquon Barkley a chance, but just simply to run out the clock. See, the defensive coordinator of Ohio State was able to to go to his guys on defense and say, hey, you have been locking up who is well, going Greg to Ciano's be...
0: Greg is an NFL exactly. coach. You know what I mean? He's and good he, and he
1: told them, you're shutting down the likely Heisman Trophy winner if you don't keep doing this, fine. Like You lost in a good way. But you are doing this right now, and there is no reason that you guys should lose this game. To me,
0: after that Penn State loss, after that drive, Penn State lost the game because Saquon and McSorley were like, you know what? We don't want to play for this coach. And I know that if— I I'm, don't think it's No, that. no, no, no. You should have seen the look on McSorley and Saqu- "It, Matt, believe me, it's a shame that you didn't watch this game be- or the full, full game because— it looked bad. It, it is heartbreaking. It I looked, mean, It looked like Penn State just wanted Ohio State to use all of their timeouts with just a three-point lead with seven minutes in the game. Matt, in, in no way can you exp- like justify, even if you not. were the coach, justify what Penn State did because it just it didn't make sense. Yeah, it's a travesty either, of play calling. Either he had information from somebody that he had to throw the game or or he lost all confidence because it just it didn't make sense it, it went against all his philosophy the whole season that we play to win the game he, he just completely went against all the philosophy this wasn't a tactical error this was just a complete just breakdown
1: and they had the lead all game i mean there was do you n- think it was a problem in his game plan like hey we're going to have we're going to have the lead we're going to have the ball with what 7 minutes left and we're just going to run it out do you think well, that was in his game plan or do you think that's just what the game gave him well, I don't understand how even whether the game gave him that
0: situation or not. You have seven minutes left, Matt. You're not even trying to get a first down, and Ohio State's three timeouts. With a th- and you have only a three-point lead. You tell me, what do you do in that situation? You
1: have to pass the ball. You have to get yardage. Or you, you try even to, get to get a first down. <laughs> you just have to get past the midfield marker.
0: Yeah, you just try to get a first down even because the running plays even that he called were just so obvious that he was running out the clock. I mean, it, I'm sorry, I just... It, it was so shocking, and I mean, I'm so happy because it helps sell you, but...
1: It's a shame. I feel bad for the kids on Penn State, because yeah. they were riding so high. They had big wins all season. They were looking at potentially being number one in the playoff ranking come Tuesday with another top 10 win. Absolutely. But then it just all comes crashing down. They're they're most likely not going to play in a Big Ten championship Saquon's game. Saquon's
0: not going to win the Heisman now.
1: I think he's still the Heisman front runner. I mean, I don't, the way don't,
0: the way he was utilized in that Ohio State game, I, don't think you can, I mean, it showed maybe the coaching staff didn't even have confidence. I don't think in. you can blame him for the, blame, oh, no, no. the coaching I'm, style. No, 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 I'm I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying they're not going to, they they didn't feature him. In I, the still th- game. I still
1: think his body of work gives him the, I just, the edge I don't, up. I just got a but, feeling this is going to. But back to the, to the bigger picture, like I said, they're not going to play for a Big Ten championship game. They're not anywhere close to a playoff spot anymore. They're looking at. Maybe a maybe
0: a, a Big Ten championship m- game. Maybe.
1: maybe a Rose Bowl. Maybe a maybe an Orange Bowl. I don't even know at this point.
0: Yeah, with the playoff system yeah. no. <laughs> You I don't even know even what the, bowl know what the are bowls now. are. You know, so y- it's just a shame. Maybe they have that bowl games in London now. It's oh. just a shame <laughs> that
1: that this team goes from being a a top four team, a this darling week team, to just another another one loss team. Granted, it's a good loss, but. And then transitioning,
0: you know, just to, like, the, the other games that I just wanted to say. I mean, the Florida—I said this at the beginning of the year. Play Malik Zaire. I well, don't know why they haven't. Why Why not?
1: You don't You don't bring a kid that talented in as a transfer just he, to sit him on the bench. Gonna,
0: you know what's going to happen now to Zaire? I think he has now no shot to be a starting quarterback in the NFL.
1: I don't think he did to begin with.
0: I think he had a shot because he, he had a year off. He might have worked he on He reminded things. me of another—
1: of another no, Notre Dame quarterback in Everett, Everett Olson. But I mean, come
0: on. Like it's He did his, pretty much the same thing. He went from r- Notre Dame to a Florida team. And and was the backup. I mean, he, he had a chance to be a starter. I mean, why why does McLuhan not play him if he's not gonna keep him? You know what what's the point? We know Zaire has more game than Frank's. We know that.
1: He was, he, and he looked Wait, better than, uh, lay, than Del Rio.
0: Layman, college football fans know that better. I mean, it's just it doesn't make sense to me, and and that's that's why McLuhan had to go. And so that's kind I'm of surprised the I'm
1: that that it took as long as it did when they were just getting blown yeah, it out. should have been gone in, out two weeks ago in every game.
0: Anyway, so then the other game that was kind of just uh, a bit of a surprise was I thought NC State Notre Dame was going to be a little tough, but I as I told you you know, Notre Dame was going to win.
1: And in fact, they did. What, what was your reaction to that?
0: Notre Dame? It fans? was a great
1: game. I mean, they, they look, I mentioned it on last week's pod, NC State's defense is a lot of things that Georgia's defense did and Georgia was able to shut Notre Dame down. But Notre Dame did a very good job of adjusting that game plan. They, they threw the ball well, they ran the ball well. Josh Adams is now the fastest Notre Dame running back to, i I think it's either 1,000 or 2,000 yards. I know it's a big it difference. It better
0: be 1,000. Yeah, <laughs> if the, he's already at 2,000, yeah, he's, he's going to break Barry yeah, Sanders' record by He's the fastest 1,
1: to, to that rushing mark in Notre Dame history, which is fantastic. And I'm very happy of where this team is now. They have a few tough games coming up. Hopefully, Oh, no.
0: To me, it's over. Notre Dame's going to be either two or three seed. That's it. Yeah, it's I lost. mean, and that I would love that.
1: but It's going to happen. That's it. I think another game that we should talk about is TCU. Yeah, I was about to yeah. get to that.
0: So, hey. You know, Oklahoma State's loss against Iowa State doesn't look as bad as we all thought. It doesn't.
1: Ohio St- Iowa State looks like a, a looks like a world beater out
0: there. As of right now, they're number one in the Big Twelve standings. And you know, I, I really am tired of hearing this, but the Big Twelve isn't as bad as people want to say it is. The defenses are getting a little better. Oklahoma's defense is not, but defense the defenses are getting a little better and the offenses are just really good. I do think that I mean they're really the off- there is something to say though when an offense is so good.
1: Yeah. And that just wasn't seen this week. I mean, they got shut out in the first half, and well, TCU's only score was on a kickoff return. I'm not return. talking
0: about specifically TCU or Iowa State's offense or defense. I'm just saying the Big 12 as a whole – is either a number two or number three conference in the nation, and it's close. It's it's gonna be number one is Big Ten in my eyes, and then number two it's either SEC, a combination, maybe an SEC, ACC, Big Twelve. I still but see the,
1: the SEC as at least number one just because of Alabama. I just
0: think there are only two game two teams that are good.
1: I mean that's fair. But you're then right. Again,
0: we, we don't know much about Alabama yet. I know the eye test says everything, and it's Alabama. But but let's see. You know, like I, I I'm really curious to see what happens to Georgia because in my eyes. It could be a blowout. Either Alabama just destroys Georgia or Georgia destroys Alabama. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense, but I got this feeling
1: that one of the teams is going to blow out the other. I mean, getting back to the TCU game, I think this loss does mean that the Big 12 has no chance of a playoff team this year.
0: Oh, I think it, it ensures that one team does.
1: I don't I don't I don't see that right now. I don't
0: There is a very clear path now for Oklahoma to make the playoffs. I mean, as I told maybe,
1: you, maybe but if you look at how the I know this is kind of getting into the next section a little bit but based on how the committee ranked teams this past week yes. they put Georgia one Alabama good two by the way, I'm, thank I'm you I'm proud I, I, I try
0: love it. you're such a good A-host Oh, thanks. like you, you like I like I I, I want to say this we're now A and B hosts like we should not even say anymore like A's and B's we should so, just be like Mike and Mike
1: So with Georgia at number 1 Alabama at 2 Notre Dame at 3 and Clemson at 4 They've put a one-loss team in the top three in Notre Dame, and they put them there because they lost to Georgia by one point. So I think if it comes People down... People
0: don't realize how much that one point... That was th- huge. Th- that's huge, that, but that, like... That's a field goal. That's nothing. That's a that's an extra point. That's a safety.
1: That's a safety. So that's a safety. <laughs> and you get the ball back. So let's just... For hypothetical purposes only... They get Alabama and Georgia get to the SEC championship game undefeated. They face each other. It's a close game. I don't see how you can drop either one of those teams out of a top-four spot.
0: Okay, so let me explain. Here's what needs to happen for Oklahoma to make the playoffs. And this is kind of like this TCU-Iowa State game did two things. One, Oklahoma doesn't need TCU now to run the table in order to win. What Oklahoma needs to do is run the table, beat all Iowa State and then one of either Clemson or 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 um sorry, Clemson or I'm blanking on the second team. Who who's number four right now? We're talking about Clemson at number four. Yeah, Clemson either Clemson or Notre Dame loses. So I think Clemson losing is very concealed because I predicted at the beginning of the season they're going to lose three games. They've lost already
1: one. I don't know how it's going to happen, I don't, but they're going to lose three uh, games. Granted, so, they k- they shouldn't lose to Syracuse regardless, but not having Kelly Bryant in that game was a big loss. It's a loss. It's this a loss against <laughs> Syracuse. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I'm not I, taking that away. Yeah,
0: I'm just going to say I had
1: three losses this season. I think. So anyway,
0: what does the committee say? They beat uh, Oklahoma. Beat Ohio State. Oklahoma will, will rise up in the rankings because of that. I, and they did; they're Ohio, at five right now. Ohio State continues to win. Right? Let I'm just going through the storyline. Let's say Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State, which Oklahoma State is a really good team. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed by them. I, I'm, I'm really nervous. I don't think Oklahoma is going to win this weekend. But if Oklahoma w- wins out, which the only time a a a a national title contender has gone through this murderous road that Oklahoma is about to go on was the 2000 uh, Oklahoma National Championship team. They have to go at Stillwater. Then they have TCU at home. Then the Kansas, that's a cakewalk. And then they got to go to at West Virginia. And then they, are tough games. And then they got to beat Iowa State in the championship game. So that that's terrible. So if Oklahoma beats Iowa State, the team that beat them, that's a, a redemption game right there. So that helps the committee, right? And let's say Oklahoma beats out Iowa State badly, right? Now what you have to say is, okay, there's the Big 12 champion, Oklahoma who be Ohio State. Ohio State is also looking really good. And then you got Clemson, and then you got Notre Dame, and then you got the winner of the SEC Championship game. One of these teams is going to be left out, right? So, I don't think there are going to be two SEC champion SEC teams in in the in the top 4. You know why? Because the loser of Alabama Georgia is going to be a four seed at best, right? And what does that mean? That means they played each other in the SEC championship game, and then the next game they're gonna play is each other. You think the SEC's the the com the, the, the college football Yeah, I disagree
1: gonna... with that. I think that the winner that again, no, I'm hypothetically saying if,
0: I'm saying if they put the SC, two SEC teams in the playoffs,
1: that's what's gonna happen. No, I'm with you on that. I'm saying it makes that no w- sense. One of those SEC SEC teams will be ranked number one. And yeah, as that's you fine. were saying, if that loser goes to number four, they won't meet again until the championship, which people would love to see. No, no, no. If they're going to be the four seed,
0: then they let's say Alabama, Georgia play, and Alabama wins. That next game that Alabama is playing, you know who it's going to be against? It's going to be Georgia if Georgia's going to be in the playoffs, because the only way they're going to put Georgia in the playoffs, if Alabama wins, is a four seed. So they're going to have two back-to-back games. What is this, an NBA Finals? So that doesn't make sense. That's why, for sure, in my eyes, there will only be one SEC team, unless, I don't know, something absolutely crazy happens. So to me, it's going to be Alabama one, Notre Dame number two, and then it's going to be either Clemson at three or Ohio State at three, and Oklahoma somehow fits in there. That's my opinion.
1: I, I agree with you. I still hold out belief that they are willing to put two SEC teams in, especially if that championship game is close, say one score, even less maybe. But the
0: next game they're going to play is each other again. I don't think they
1: care. I think they want, I think they want the ratings the for the revenge The optics are really game. bad. It's That's not a, a really bad optics. It's, it's, it's just about the best teams. How are you going to kick out one of the best teams in the country? So, I mean, looking elsewhere in these rankings, I think a few teams got hosed a little bit.
0: I, Ohio State got hosed
1: Ohio State did get hosed But I mean They, they played Oklahoma at 5 How about this
0: Clemson 3 They teams? surprised
1: me a little bit But I wasn't Very oh, sorry, surprised I wasn't extremely surprised About Clemson making their way Into the top 4 Because they at, They did have some quality wins Over Who? The, they beat Louisville Who was a good team at the time eh, okay. It's about beating teams At the time you play them It's not about where they are now It's not the AP people but,
0: but there's but, but that also means that no matter what the rankings were, it also means injuries, right? And Louisville has not had any more injuries, so I don't think the committee actually factors in where Louisville was ranked at the time. I think what what I mean it what, shows that they what do. The committee does consider is is this the same team? Like, have, do they have injuries? Like, for example, that Florida State win that Alabama has is valuable because Florida State at the time with DeAndre Francois was much better right? But like Louisville's the same team. So they haven't changed. So I don't know if the committee really goes like, Oh, they were a really important. Te- they were a really good team at the time because they're still the same team. It's only if injury comes into play that I think it changes teams. That's just my opinion, but I don't know. We'll see. I think that Clemson hasn't played anybody. Auburn is no good and they barely beat Auburn and, and, and Malzahn just botched the first dive, drive for Auburn. So that game ended 12 to 6, and Auburn could have, or sorry, 14 to 6. Auburn easily could have scored a touchdown that first drive. So at the very least, it would have been 14 to 10. And then, you know, is, is really Clemson that much better than Ohio State? Are they really, I mean, It's
1: not even about Ohio State. Have it's they had Oklahoma because Oklahoma was five.
0: I'm fine with Oklahoma being at five. My point simply being is that is Clemson better than Ohio State, honestly? Based on resume, are they better? Not really. Yeah, because they haven't had a bigger win, and their loss is not as is 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 worse than Ohio State's, and Oklahoma's loss is better than Syracuse than, than 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 Iowa State is a better team than Syracuse. So Oklahoma's loss is better than Clemson's, and Oklahoma's win is better than Clemson. So I think the only reason why they put Clemson at four is because it's Clemson. But Deshaun Watson's gone, guys. Like, I disagree. People need to stop I mean, thinking that Clemson is, you know. Like, I the s- team s- I they still were last think year.
1: that their wins at the time were valuable, and that's what they're basing it off of. But I think of two teams that didn't get enough credit, and granted, they haven't played anyone either. But it's Miami and Wisconsin. I I didn't like that. They're undefeated teams, and yeah. there are five or like four or five one loss teams ranked ahead of them.
0: Personally, I didn't like that. I go by, you should have your top two teams, and then you should put the undefeated teams, right? So you should put the four undefeated teams, and then you go by the ones. So you rank the undefeated guys one to four, right, because they're four in the Power Five Conference that are still undefeated. And then you rank the ones. So like I would have done, I would have done Georgia, I was very, I predicted Georgia was going to be one. They I, I, I was more than fine so Georgia Georgia, one. Alabama, and then I would put Notre Dame, and or sorry, Georgia, Alabama, and then I would have put Wisconsin and then Miami. Even though I think Miami's had maybe a better wins, they've looked a lot less convincing. Miami looked
1: didn't look very good against a bad North Carolina team last week.
0: Exactly. And then also you have to factor in the one loss teams now. So now you have Notre Dame at five, I think, then Clemson at six, if you want to just go by what the committee does, then Oklahoma at seven, and then and then Ohio State at eight. I think the only reason why they didn't do this is they did not want to insult the Ohio State fan base. That is why they they dropped down those those undefeated teams because they couldn't justify making Ohio State go from a 6th seed to an 8th seed, albeit switching from AP to, to, to College Football Committee after a big win against uh, Penn State.
1: I think the easiest way to remedy this is to just make an eight-team playoff already.
0: Thank God. I mean, I can't wait for that. So anyway, transitioning now to our, our, our Heisman candidates and, and draft prospects, what is your thoughts on the Heisman right now?
1: I I talked about it earlier. I still think Saquon Barkley is the clear-cut winner. I don't think that there are enough guys. I don't, personally, I don't think there's enough time for guys to make up room, and I don't think there are enough guys to, to just come back. I mean, you talk about Bryce Love... Okay, maybe. You talk about Baker Mayfield. Okay, maybe. But I still think that Saquon Barkley is the best player.
0: I think the guy to make it is definitely going to be Baker Mayfield if someone is to trump over Saquon. The thing is Saquon exposed himself in this game and also exposed how the coaching staff has been using him. So I'm worried for Saquon. I'm not, not believing in him. I'm worried for him.
1: I think someone that's not getting enough attention partly because of the school he plays at and the team not playing well behind him, but it's Khalil Tate, the quarterback from Arizona. He's been drawing comparisons to Michael Vick. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, the rushing records that he's been breaking. I mean, that's really good, but you know, let's see next year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes people are one shot wonders. I want to see, I mean, he, for all, I'll be, he could be a really good athlete and a really good football player. Maybe not a good quarterback, but you know, we'll see, we'll see next year. I think, I think, He's for next year, you know, and I, I don't... I think he's a sophomore, right, if I remember correctly? Something like that. Anyway, transitioning to the draft, um, Sam Darnold, he... he like needs to go back We've to been saying this for a month. People now are finally catching on. He needs to go back to school.
1: I personally don't think he will because the allure of being a top three draft pick and the money that comes with it he's is gonna be a bust too great. He, he, sh- he will be, and he absolutely should go back to school, but I think he will go into the draft. It doesn't reflect in my top five, but...
0: I have a feeling... The pressure is going to mount so heavily on him, and his family is going to really talk to him. And As he's they gonna should. Just, he's going to succumb to it. He and did just not, say,
1: He has not had a good enough year so far. He
0: hasn't. And you know what? I think he's going to come back. I think the people are just going to be like, Sam, look, last year you were great because you had no pressure on you. Now you had pressure a- And honestly, he had complete... better weapons around him. Well, okay, fine. But, but that's kind of like a bad sign also. You know, if if he has such great weapons and and he played so well, and then when he doesn't have weapons, he completely falls apart. And last year, you had no pressure on him. No one was talking about him. So that concerns me a little bit. Yeah, I mean,
1: going from the starting in preseason, being called the number one overall. Well, I think also ESPN ESPN
0: bears a lot of responsibility for this. ESPN very frequently has destroyed people's careers because they just magnify somebody so heavily, put all this pressure on people. Oh, Johnny Manziel. Or even Vince Young. You know, oh. that was that was a shame what they did to Vince Young. So, and then going further in the draft, I think Saquon is not going to be a great running back in the NFL. He's he's picked by a team like, you know, that wants to feature him 20, 25 carries a game. I think he's going to be great on a Packers team with a Packers offense or a Patriots or a Chiefs or a Giants
1: offense. I was just about to say the Giants because yeah. that is the exact kind of I really, want him, I of really back want him to go thing. to the Giants. So, this is more like of an NFL kind of thing right now. But yeah. Well, it's the draft. So. At, yeah, I mean, looking at the what potentially is the top three in the draft order right now, you're looking at the Browns, you're looking at the 49ers, you're looking at the Giants. The Browns are probably going to be looking at a quarterback. I think it's going to be Josh Rosen right now because it's not going to be Sam Darnold. Second, it's the probably gonna be the 49ers. They just made that trade for Jimmy Garoppago- Garoppolo. Garoppolo. So they so they probably don't need another quarterback. I
0: wanted Baker to go to San Francisco. Honestly, not in the first round, but yeah. you know, I thought the fit would have been nice. But oh well.
1: And so they might be looking running back. I don't know if they're ready to get rid of Carlos Hyde, so they might go somewhere else. They might go offensive As much as line. I
0: don't believe in him, he fits the 49 He does,
1: Office. And that leaves the Giants where I think Saquon Barkley would fit the best because right now he fits their West Coast-style offense so well. Eli, just, Eli doesn't get enough time in the pocket behind that offensive line, so he needs to dump the ball off to Barkley, who has shown that he's a phenomenal pass catcher and can do stuff in the open field. So you really just have to wait and see on him.
0: All I'm going to say is... If Saquon goes to the Giants, he needs to be a mid first round pick or a later first round pick or even a second round pick for the Giants. I think the Giants absolutely need I mean, O line like first. The top five just based no, on his but talent. I'm just saying the the Giants need O line first and then maybe a Will Greer at quarterback. And
1: that is where Connor Williams comes into play.
0: Which which is also possible. I don't know. The point is, Giants have a, have three major holes. They need to figure out something with the running back situation. Either play Wayne Gallman more or or get another running back. Um, And then also you need to get Orlando Brown or Mike McClitchkey on the O-line. And then for QBs, you need to get that in the mid-first round to late-first round in terms of just probably the efficient spot for them to get this player would be Will Greer You know, at QB. That's the guy to get for them because it's not worth getting a Rosen or a Darnold for the Giants. The Giants either need to stick with Eli or trade him and trade him and sign somebody experience and then develop Will Greer. That's what's going to happen.
1: I think that they're... In, that they should be interested in Josh Rosen because he, he kind of fits that New York style. He's a really big personality. He'll fit in well with the media. He's got a huge arm that could work well with Odell but Beckham. But he's
0: hot and cold. That's what worries me. So anyway, for for the for the College Gridiron show, I'm Mir joined by Matt Costantini. We are no longer A&B hosts. We are just now hosts. I'm really excited about this. Oh, and, yeah. uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you.